0: Today on the Story Geeks podcast, we're digging into the DCEU. What's up, Story Geeks? It's Jay. And Daryl. Is this a good shared universe? Is this a shared universe we should be paying attention to? What's cool about this? What's not cool about this? And have fans actually been fair about it? We're going to talk about all of those things on today's podcast.
1: That's right. And joining us to do so is our very good buddy, multiple time returning guest, Scott Nicewander from NerdSync, big lover of superheroes big fan of all of this stuff which you would know if you've seen anything that he does over on his youtube channel at nerdsync and if you haven't you should head over there and check it out when you're done listening to this podcast. And if you want to hear more thoughts about all of the
0: DC properties, head on over to thestorygeeks.com. We have over 120 podcasts on there. We also have a ton of blog posts from Ashley and Anthony, our bloggers, and they will share their perspectives on this topic as well. You can also find our aftercast over there, which is amazing. We're gonna do a comparison of DC
1: and Marvel with their MCU. And this is a good aftercast. You're not going to want to miss it because we're not allowing that comparison in the main podcast. So don't miss out on that. For more
0: information and more great content, including today's aftercast, head on over
1: to thestorygeeks.com. Thanks for listening. The Story Geeks podcast is produced by the Reclamation Society. Let's dig deeper into DC films.
0: All right, today, Story Geeks, we are going to chat about the DCEU, lots of people with lots of opinions about the DCEU, but only the opinions that matter to us are Scott Nicewander's opinions. <laughs> Whoa, that's a lot of pressure to put on me. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure to always have uh, Scott with us. Um, how are you doing, Scott?
2: I am doing fantastic I just released what will probably be my last video of the year unless I can crank something out um, but so I'm just kind of soaking in uh, the holiday spirit as we're, as they're rapidly approaching
0: oh ah, that's a that's a great report I, I love people <laughs> soaking yeah. up the holiday spirit that's that's phenomenal
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I well, think we're going to get you out of the holiday spirit and get you into the DCEU, which yeah, I we're sure going to darken your world be... a bit. Oh, yeah. no. I'm not sure that those two things go together. but uh, You know, it's we'll
2: immediately see. once we started recording, my whole world, uh, the saturation turned down by 50%. And I was yeah. like, yeah, oh, it's happening. It's <laughs> not straight. as vibrant as
0: it was five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daryl has a bunch of really good questions for
1: us. So we're going to dig deeper into this DCEU thing and see what's going on. Is it? Is it DCEU, EU? so DC Extended Universe. Yeah, that's not an official title, is it? No, as I think about it, that's uh, just kind of what do we not call believe it. So yeah, no.
2: The I, this is actually going to be a question that I that I was going to ask at the start because I think the official title is the Worlds of DC.
1: Seriously? Mm. Yes. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So <laughs> this later. this
2: was something that they they announced it a couple months ago. I can't remember where, um, but yeah, they they were like. This is what it is for real. It's called the worlds of DC. Um, and I think it's just be- because a lot of their movies are gonna be, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but like a lot of their movies are gonna be not in the same universe with all the other, like instead of the mm. MCU where it's yeah. the one contained universe, this is the worlds of DC, multiple different. You know, actors playing the same characters and and you know different storylines, different worlds here and there, sort of the thing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll dive in and talk about it. We have one rule for this discussion, which um, Scott, you get a pass. You just broke the rule, but you 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 did it before Dang I said it. what oh, it was. Oh, I didn't even so. realize it. <laughs> so it's oh. okay. It's okay. <laughs> we are going to try to obey one rule during this discussion, and that rule is no Marvel comparisons. Right, we're going to save all of that for our
0: aftercast, where we'll just do Marvel comparisons. <laughs> because
1: that's what everybody always says. They're like, oh, Marvel's way better. It's like, well, that's not even an argument. Like, yeah. what is, what makes ro- it better? What, what don't you like about the right. DC universe? Right, like, right, right. So, we're going to try to avoid all MCU comparisons and altogether. Until the aftercast, because there's lots of reasons why I personally
0: believe the DCEU, or the worlds of DC. I think DC <laughs> is superior in, in some ways.
1: Not all the ways, but some of the ways, and we'll get into that later. Yeah. So let's start by looking back. Let's look back at what we already have and all the movies they've released so far, and let's talk a bit about those. So the big question right off the bat is, what is the best DC film? Scott, what do you think?
2: Uh, well, okay, so... Clarifying, have,
1: by the way, that as you guys are listening to this, as we're recording this, none of us have seen Aquaman yet.
2: That's, I was just about to say, yes, because I've, I've, a lot of my friends have already seen it, and they say it's incredible, and they say that I'm going to love it, so... Holding out for that one, but currently of the ones that I've seen, in my opinion, I think, I think Wonder Woman's the best, for sure.
0: Now, clarification, point of clarification, because we're calling it DC, yeah. but we're not going back before 2011. No, no, so
1: right. we're only including the entity that began with Man of Steel. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what I'll say. I'll jump into this later. I actually had more
0: to say on this, but then I read down to the other questions and saw that there were <laughs> okay. other ones. So here's a preview of some of my answers. I think that the the DC has one outstanding film, one very good, almost great film, one good film, <laughs> one like our Star Wars film. Podcast. yeah, <laughs> one bad film, and one shit film. And, oh, man. and yeah, and I think that the outstanding film is I'm 100% in agreement with uh, Scott Nice It is Wonder Woman. Yes. That is an outstanding film.
2: I love that movie.
0: Love yeah. it. Yeah. The third act, I think, wavers a little bit comparative to the rest of the film, but the second yeah.
1: act shines so brightly
0: that you're oh. like, this is awesome. You it's know what, so though? Good. Yeah. I
1: don't think that we would consider that third act uh-huh. to be a waiver. If we hadn't seen other Zack Snyder films, I feel mm-hmm. like the problem that people have with that movie is that most of the movie is so set apart from Zack Snyder. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. that third act is a
2: very Zack Snyder-y. Snyder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it yeah. absolutely is. Yeah. It's true. So, yeah, cool.
0: we do have a little bit of uh, what would it be like? A little bit of the polish is rubbed off of that type of approach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and
2: I, I think it's, it's kind of frustrating in a sense because, like, prior to, to that movie, there was already the stigma about the, the DC movies having this kind of dark, uh, you know, desaturated kind of style to them but it really fit with like you thin it opens it's bright it's colorful it's vibrant mm. uh and then you get to the second act when when wonder woman goes to the to the the world of like the the real world outside of the island and it's it's all dark and gritty and desaturated and i feel like It works in that movie because of that contrast uh, of the two places of the two locations it's like you know this the paradise of this island compared to the the gritty horrible reality that is war Uh, and I feel like without the context of the other movies in the DC universe before then it would have been like whoa how cool but then like because you have the context of Like, um, you know, Batman v. Superman. It's just kind of like, oh, it kind of feels like that again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm with you guys. I will say, objectively, I think Wonder Woman is the best film in the DCEU. But I have a very soft spot in my heart for Batman v. Superman, I have to say, just because there are some glimpses in that film of the kind of feeling I got reading comics when I was growing up. Hmm. You know, the Batman-Superman relationship, even though they did it weird but <laughs> there's still some glimpses there that i was like okay i i can remember certain comics like if this is reminding me i mean, you know you get dark knight returns obviously but there's other little mm-hmm. glimpses of things in there so the yeah. nostalgia factor was high yeah
2: oh for sure i mean like genuinely w- when i saw batman v superman I my favorite part of it was still Wonder Woman and like just even <laughs> yeah. even w- when when she comes in and there's her theme song playing. Oh, that theme uh, song is so it's good, so good. Uh, so like I didn't I didn't loathe Batman v Superman. I don't know. It's it's I there's there's it, we'll talk about it in a bit, but like I don't think I've like really hated any of these movies. I've been let down by a lot of them, but I I don't know. There's there's bits and pieces that I like in each one.
1: Well, I want to come back to that let down thing that goes into my next question, but I did want to say really fast that I think, and Jay, I think you'll agree with this, Man yeah. of Steel mm-hmm. is almost a great movie. That's what I have is the one very good, almost great film. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah. it is. If it not is, for those
1: last 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: That film starts to go wrong basically after his battle with, um, I can never remember her name.
1: Feora. Feora. Yeah. After
0: his battle with Feora, that's fantastic all the way through. All the way through that. And then after yeah. that, it just starts to kind of lose its focus and then just turns into it's all a giant. Just fighting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's all so. overcompensation for Superman returns.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. I I love a lot of the shots in that movie. Like a lot of the cinematography. It has one I think my favorite shot of of the DC EU or the world of D whatever. The, my favorite shot it comes from Man of Steel, where it's like the it's right at the end where they do the flashback and it's it's like little boy, baby boy Clark Kent wearing like the the sheets or the towel as a as a cape or something, oh, and yeah. they just have that. And it's like you know, it's it's on the farm, and you got this like warm lens flare. It's just I don't know. It just it looks it looks exactly how I fig how I wanted a Superman movie to look yeah. in that one shot. I was like, yes. Oh.
0: It also is the best
1: trailer of all time. Yes, Snyder oh, kills yes. trailers. He's good <laughs> yeah. at. He's amazing. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's such a good trailer.
1: Okay, well, you said let down, Scott. So that leads me into my next question. What is the most disappointing film in the DCEU? Yeah.
2: So th- this is good wording because if you were to be like, what's the worst film? I know, right? It's
1: a whole different question. It's a whole different question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> most disappointing for me is Hands Down Justice League. Because I keep forgetting that that movie exists. <laughs> like all of the, it, where Batman, have I seen
1: this Aquaman guy before? Right.
2: Like, well, Batman v Superman, even um, Suicide Squad. Those are movies that are not great in my opinion, but like I remember them at least. Justice League. I can't really remember much from it, and which is so. It's so. It's it's a letdown because Aquaman is in there, and I love Aquaman. You, you get more of Wonder Woman, which is never a bad thing. Uh, you get all these other, you get all the characters together on the big screen for the first time. But it just it wasn't something. It wasn't anything special to me. Hmm.
0: Yeah, i I when I said that there was one shit film, um, <laughs> and and here here's my here's the thing, right? Justice League, in my opinion, is garbage. But but. If we were to take Suicide Squad and Justice League and put them next to one another as standalone films, not as a part of a larger narrative, not as like, you know, I would say to you, I would say Justice League is superior to Suicide Squad. Yeah, as a standalone. But I have never been so angry having seen a movie (laughs) and going, actually you had a vision Zack Snyder had a vision for what he was trying to accomplish. Yeah. And you basically just said, no, we're not going to do that. And yeah. you changed it midstream. You you think that I'm an idiot, that I'm not going to understand that you changed it midstream. Yeah. It just doesn't work at all. And so for me, uh, I get so angry at that film for what Warner Brothers decided to do with it, as Mm-mm. opposed to just letting Zack Snyder play out his effectively
1: Superman trilogy. Yeah, Yeah, it definitely is the most disappointing. There's no question about that. I'm not sure. I'm I'm sort of picturing it against Suicide Squad and I'm trying to figure out which one is worse is better. They both have radically disappointing villains. Yeah. Yeah. Um maybe Suicide Squad's villain is a little bit worse.
2: Yeah. I didn't hate Suicide Squad. I didn't either. I didn't hate it either. No, it's fun to watch. It is, I think it's fun. It's wacky and it's, I don't know, I I enjoyed it. It. What, did it have a ton of problems? Absolutely it did, but yeah, I don't know. I. That one is not as low on my list as.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I didn't hate Justice League. I actually yeah. quite enjoy watching Justice League. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, it sucks to have a glimpse of what it could have been and not get that fulfilled. Yeah. yeah. But it's still the Justice League in a yeah. live-action movie.
0: You have done a really good job of like letting it stand alone as its own thing,
1: and I can't do it. I like, Every time I watch <laughs> it, I'm like, no,
0: it should have been this way. Why did you do this to me?
1: Because <laughs> you don't have the nostalgia. You didn't grow up loving yeah. well i, I did, mean you knew I, you knew who these characters were but I, obviously but i
0: grew up a loving batman and superman but not seeing them a lot in the same material yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <clears throat> but yeah putting objectively which one is a better film it's hard to say because they both have good characters they both have bad characters mm-hmm. like i would say deadshot and harley are both really good characters yeah i would say that the
0: way that they're played by the two actors makes them almost great characters yeah mm-hmm. I, I would say the difference is the suicide squad to me was fun where justice league was trying too hard I, there would be a couple of chuckles here and there but it'd be it'd like oh man you're trying so hard suicide squad was at least it was what it was mm-hmm. it didn't even have to It didn't even have a normal narrative arc because the whole first what is it is it Hour that they're introducing
1: characters to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this really long character yeah, introduction. It's just, it's a music video. Yeah. It's, it's,
2: yeah. They, and they, I mean, and that doesn't even cut co- because they have that whole montage of all the different characters. Uh, but then they're still introducing more later when like Slipknot comes in. It's just like, oh, by the way, here's Slipknot. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Don't get too attached. Uh, and then, and then even later, I think like Katana comes in. It's like, oh, yeah. And also uh, Katana's here as well. It's like, <laughs> How many characters are there on yeah. this team? Uh, but but I do appreciate Suicide Squad for because because I feel like DC this is not a unique criticism so apologies to anyone who wants you know biting commentary um but like <laughs> i feel i i like it when they explore outside of their main heavy hitters we've we've oh, had totally. tons of batman and superman movies and they're great in their own rights and some of them not so much but whatever i want to explore other properties and and suicide squad was the movie to me where they where dc was like let's just Let's just try something completely different and yeah. and I just I want to give them massive props for that,
1: and some of those smaller characters are so much easier to tell stories with,
2: yeah, because I mean, they're
1: not so big and iconic and invulnerable
2: exactly. You know? so you can make you can make changes. They're malleable in a way where you can you can write the story that works best for the film that you want that you want to make, and then you know there's not going to be as big of a of an audience who will be like, Mm, I don't remember, you know, Killer Croc doing this in the comics. Everyone's going to be like, who's Killer Croc? I don't know. Let's go watch a movie.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I will say I don't need a Suicide Squad 2. I would like a Deadshot movie with Will Smith. I'd be Mm. happy with that. I don't need to revisit the concept of the Suicide Squad. And I will also say I think Suicide Squad has what is, in my opinion, probably the worst bit of casting in any DC film which is um The, the guy, guy who,
0: the guy from Altered Carbon.
1: The guy yeah, the guy that played Rick Flag. And that was gonna be Tom Hardy. That's the thing that really sucks about oh, it. Oh that would have been cool. Tom Hardy was going to play that role and then the Revenant ran long.
2: Mm.
1: The Revenant is a piece of art, so I'm not complaining about yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but still.
0: Viola Davis is another outstanding performance in that film. Yes. Oh, she's perfect in that role. Yeah, she's amazing. Oh. Viola Davis is actually of all the characters in that film, Viola
1: Davis is the one where you're like,
0: yep, don't want to mess with her. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah,
1: especially if you look at all of the other times that Amanda Waller has been portrayed, uh-huh. like mm-hmm. in the CW universe or right. even in animation and stuff like that. Like they've never gotten it right. Uh, yeah, and like
2: a previous Green Lantern movie that some people made me watch. <laughs> hey exactly yeah, some people made me watch
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey that wasn't your first time viewing it so I'm not going to take full responsibility for that that was a fun
0: podcast by the way make it better green lantern you can go back what, how, how many podcasts ago was that maybe
1: 10 uh, yeah something Seven. like that go Joel,
2: check it out here's your call to action
1: that's right Joel Kinnaman by the way Joel Kinnaman that's the yes. guy mm. so no offense to Joel Kinnaman as a performer I just don't think, I don't like how he played that particular role, mm-hmm. and I knew that Tom Hardy was the original <laughs> one cast in that role, so when okay, you kind of have that in your head and then you get, you get something else, Tom Hardy's Tom Hardy's weighing his options, he's like, do I do Suicide
0: Squad or do I do Venom? <laughs> <laughs>
1: nope, reset, dude, yeah, go be the I mean, Wolverine. That's, an, I'm, that's not what happened, and I'm glad that's not what happened, because <laughs> wrong choice. <clears throat> uh, who do you think has the best character arc across the DC films? There's one that I think There's stands one. out. I
0: think that, um, e- despite despite my vitriol for <laughs> uh, Justice League, I think this character's arc is still interesting. I think it was like a little bit subverted about how interesting it was going to be, but still uh-huh. great. And that's Superman. Yeah, I think Superman has a really compelling arc. He start they, they start out. T- here's the thing. Really, we have a trio of Superman films that was bastardized, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. The opening film is a phenomenal, and I, I'm not the first one to say this, but a phenomenal deconstruction of the superhero narrative, specifically Superman's narrative, to showcase how he could have become what he became. Uh, someone who has to look and become be on the brink of becoming a villain before becoming the most heroic hero of all time. In our comics right so I think um, like I think that uh, Snyder was doing a really fun job of deconstructing the narrative arc of Superman and I think he was doing it in a way that kind of aligned with a lot of what we uh, see if we look back at like the '90s comics and the early 2000s comics, which sort of went that darker places with characters. Yeah, and uh, I found that really fascinating. I don't. I totally agree with Scott. There's not a lot of other arcs because that it's yeah. the Superman trilogy. I mean, there's not yeah. there's not a whole <laughs> lot else going on there. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like with uh, with I think Deadshot and Harley have interesting arcs. Yeah. Um, but besides that, we don't really have arcs, so to speak. Yeah.
1: No, I agree. I think it, I would give it to Superman too, but I would make the caveat that you have to watch the Ultimate Edition of BVS in order to get it.
0: The Ultimate Edition makes BVS quite a bit better in my mind.
1: Yeah. And it's Clark's story. Right. I mean, they they, they eliminate almost all of Clark's story from that film. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if you watch the <laughs> Ultimate Edition, you get it. Yeah. So, yeah, I would agree with that. I I like, in theory, where they were heading with Batman. I like that yeah. they started mm-hmm. in such a dark place. Yeah and made him like the 20-year veteran who doesn't want to do this anymore and is just disillusioned with the world and thinks that Superman is just the next horrible thing and then ends up being inspired by him and tries to make amends. and And Falls in love with Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) So I like that in theory. It it was not executed as well as Superman's was. But Superman also said the line, I'm also a big fan of justice. (laughs) <laughs> which I think takes away a good 10 to 15% of the quality <laughs> from his arc in the split second. Maybe so. I will say that I will give a nod to Wonder Woman as
0: well. Um, yeah, I was going to say. I don't yeah. want to skip out on that. But I will say that with Wonder Woman, she, she's, not, she's actually played the way that Superman is played uh, in like Superman the movie, which is to say there's no surprises in her arc. Like she, mm, she's yeah. given the challenges we expect her to have. She rises to those challenges. There's not a lot to for us to say. She's having a crisis of. She has a little bit of a crisis of 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 uh, uh, disbelief, yeah. where she realizes that the world is not the way that she thinks that it is. She has yeah. a couple of instances of that, but that's more of like a um. That's that's really more of a uh, hero's journey sort of like light and. They they're putting Clark and Superman on the heavy arc. Yeah, and I like that heavy arc with Superman.
2: Yeah, I mean, cause Wonder Woman's whole arc, her her the biggest swings in her arc happen in her own movie. Uh, where whereas in like Batman v Superman or Justice League, she doesn't really have that that many, you know, big points of of her arc. It's mostly just, you know, her solo movie and figuring out that, like, oh, the world must be evil because there are, you know, evil gods, and I'm going to go kill these evil gods and set everything right. Oh, wait, never mind. The world's just bad because people are bad. <laughs> and, like, I like that. I like that idea, and I like that discovery. But but you're right. It is, it's, it's something that was kind of almost uh, expected, which is not bad. It, it was still great. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't anything, like like I don't know heavy contemplative or anything like that
0: yeah it's, it's hard when when a character's flaw is ignorance you're like well I mean that's not it's it's fine it's great for uh, a movie like Wonder Woman which is just trying to celebrate that character which by the way we needed from a Wonder Woman film yeah um, so I'm super stoked about that but when the characters flaw is ignorance which is basically the way that it is in Superman the movie
2: mm.
0: Superman's flaw is ignorance And it makes for a great hero's journey because the hero never has a a crisis of like morality. Mm -hmm. But if, but if the character has a crisis of morality, like, like Superman does in man of steel where it's like, Oh, I'm killing like hundreds of people or uh, hundreds of thousands of people or however many people are killed. Right. And I have to make a decision between Zod and this family. Like that's when you go, okay, well, what is the, what is the moral consequence of this? That's a deep character arc right
1: there. You're taking yeah. a deep cut at a, at a at a person. Yeah, I just wish it was executed better because I'm totally fine with the fact that he kills Zod at the end. I'm totally fine with darkening him that way so yeah. that you can instill that uncrossable line in him for future films. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just so watered down after we watched him <laughs> kill <laughs> countless people for the last 15 to 20 minutes before right. that happens. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And they want you they show him saving a couple of people and it's like Snyder expected that to appease us. It's like, oh, no, everybody's surviving this. Well, I'll I'll say they're they're not. I agree with you 100 (laughs) percent. Well, I agree
0: with you almost 100 percent, maybe like 90 percent. The one the one caveat I will I will give Snyder the benefit of is that he does address that point in BVS. Uh, in a way that is, it is unaddressed for sure in Man of Steel. And you're like, whoa, why are we so concerned about this one family when yeah. you've like literally killed millions
1: of people? No, that's totally mm-hmm. true, but um, it it needed to be addressed better before he killed Zod. Yeah, in order Agreed. to strengthen that moment. Totally agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, one more character question. Uh, what What do you guys think is the best character adaptation? What do, you, what do you guys think? Who is the most well-adapted character from the comics?
2: Hmm. I gotta think back to all the different characters. Can I say Slipknot? He's pretty great. Pretty <laughs> spot on. <laughs> I think.
1: Not a whole lot to commit to on that one, so I guess yeah. so. When you ask this question, are you asking most accurate,
0: or are you asking for best adaptation Subjective. based on what they did with it? Okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'll just jump in then, Scott, because I am not as well-versed in comics as either of you guys. But I... Mm-hmm. Knowing what I know about Aquaman from the comics, I actually really enjoy the the (laughs) broification of Aquaman, (laughs) and the fact that they've turned him. They're actually using an actor who I believe is half Hawaiian. I think he said, "Yeah." Um, Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're taking this and going with a culture that is uh, literally surrounded by water right yeah making him a pacific islander yeah stroke of genius stroke of genius they're using and they use the tattoos um Mm -hmm. they are the the way that they've adapted his suit both in uh both in justice league but but now i think we've seen some previews of what his suit's going to look like in aquaman really really cool i mean i used to think that as a kid uh, I used to think, for a while I thought Aquaman was cool when I was real young. And I'm like, okay, cool, water guy. Then I got to be a teenager, and I'm like, water guy is stupid. And then, but now seeing him now, it's like, you can't say he's stupid. He's he's really cool. Yeah. So I like that adaptation.
2: Yeah, I, I have to agree. If, yeah, if it's just based off of, like, and I'll do two. I'll do, like, which one I think is, like, I don't know, just personally enjoyable and one that I, I think they nailed, uh, you know, just ripped from the comics sort of thing. But boy Aquaman I I was initially skeptical of Jason Momoa um just because I don't know it, it, you know it was many many years ago when he was first announced as Aquaman and I was like that's not that's not the Aquaman that I I know <laughs> um but then after watching him and after just becoming such a huge fan I was like oh my god this guy is amazing and I love him and Uh, And now that I'm I'm incredibly excited for the Aquaman movie. And even though some of the things that he says it does are really cheesy and weird, (laughs) you know, on film um, as Aquaman, it's like, I I can't help but find it so charming. And I'm just like, yeah, this is great. I like (laughs) this guy.
1: (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, I agree. I would say I have... A character who I think is a 10 as Uh an adaptation yeah Mm -hmm. and a character that I think is a 9.9 as an adaptation this is is taken from the comic books or adapted from like like these are characters from the comic books yeah and Mm. you I mean you can't really say accurately adapted from the comic books because there's There's so so many many different takes and versions of comics there's no way to say that so it's a subjective opinion it's my opinion so Um, For me, there's one that's a 10 and one that's a 9.9. All right. And the 9.9 is Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just fantastic. That's a character that, to be honest, in comics, I was never super interested in. Mm -hmm. I liked her when she was in the Justice League and when she would pop up, you know, in group stories and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But I've bought very little Wonder Woman comic books in my lifetime, even though Wolfman and Perez worked on it for a long time. You'd think I would be reading it, but... um, it was just never my character, and I love that character in the movie so much. Yeah. But my favorite, and I would say this might be my favorite adaptation of any character from comic books. I just love it so much, and I think it's going to surprise you. Yeah. Do you want to guess? You want to try to guess? Do you want me to guess what you're going to say? Yeah
2: oh i have a guess yeah, but yeah, it's well, really yes. i have a guess but it's really just because i want it to be a controversial opinion <laughs> okay <laughs> i want it to be lex luther no <laughs> <laughs> dude that would be hilarious i don't if think Daryl said
1: anybody that. has done lex Luthor well yet <laughs> no yeah, not no, even was, in animation oh. i don't think it's been done well i yeah. think it's been done okay but not well yeah yeah what is it jonathan kent Mm. Oh, Jonathan Kent is a yeah. That's an amazing one. And I don't like Kevin Costner very much as a performer. Yeah, he's amazing. He, in that so part. the fact that it's him making me love that character so much. Jor-el too, man. That's a good adaptation. In my Jor-el mind. was good too. Yeah, yeah. But Jonathan mm-hmm. Kent, I'm like. So many times, and so many things you see, Jonathan Kent is the character who has impact because he dies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You sacrifice him in order to push the character forward. Right. And he's always like just a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And it's not like it's been done. Horribly in yeah. the past, the guy that played him in Superman the movie did a, a, a fine job, and yeah. even John Schneider on Smallville. Martha, I don't know we're gonna be able to keep <laughs> this kid. <you> know? <laughs> even John Schneider, in all of his yeah. dupes of hazardiness, did a good job on Smallville. And I, so I
2: loved him, honestly. Yeah, he, he's he's who I always picture as uh, as Jonathan Kent.
1: Costner's performance and Snyder's version captures the gravity that I feel like Jonathan Kent should have, and mm. turns him into the kind of. Respect-demanding character that he should be, Hmm. in order to produce a son who could handle having the mantle of Superman on his Mm -hmm. shoulders. Yeah, Scott, who are you going to say that you think was
0: best adapted, like best, like taken right out of the comics and put in the films?
2: Um, I. uh, I don't want to say it now. Because <laughs> it's Lex Luthor? Because it's Lex Luthor. But like, I, but like genuinely, I actually really like the way that Jesse Eisenberg portrayed him because he's just so crazy and over the top. And I know that that's not a popular opinion. But I no, think, I'm with
1: you. I do too. Yeah. I don't think Lex Luthor has been done super well, but I think that's the best so far. Mm. Yeah. Which I would... Actually, yeah, people would shoot me in the face for saying that, but <laughs> I dug the whole Mark Zuckerberg angle. I did I, too. I liked that, and again, this is me putting some fan theory on it. But yeah. I liked that it was a bit, a little bit gray, uh-huh. to where he may not actually be the real Lex Luthor. His mm. father might be the real Lex Luthor. I still contend that that mm. is is got to be true.
2: I've never heard that theory before. Yeah, that's interesting. There was, well, even especially in, an in
1: BVS, he refers to Daddy so much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: There was actually an article. I think it was on MTV that talked about how. Um, so it's basically gospel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Pretty Because <laughs> um, they're the best of all. Uh, <laughs> no, that they talked about that there was quite a bit of theory going around that he, that Alexander Luther was the son of actually Lex Luther. Yeah. But. It's crazy cuz if you go back and try to find that stuff, like it's stricken from the record, dude. Like yeah. I don't know what happened, I don't know what Warner Brothers was trying to pull, but huh. they decided that it that was not going to be the case and they
1: took all of it out. So, I don't know oh, what that's was going
2: interesting. on. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, the intrigue. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's my but that's my favorite fan theory that yeah. I'm going to keep holding on to. I think that the DC characters, because as we're as we're talking about this, I'm
0: thinking through each of the different characters. I think the adaptations, for the most part, are phenomenal, um, and I actually like that they take from some fairly uh, controversial comic inspiration, um, as opposed to just giving you like the what you expect to see on film because you've seen yeah. it over and over again. I'm
2: like, no, don't do that. Like, it's not fun. Like, yeah. it's more fun to see what they're actually doing. I like it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, d- I do, on some level, appreciate that a lot of the acting choices and a lot of the story choices um, for these movies aren't necessarily playing it safe. Um, so, like, and I give them credit for that to an extent you know like <laughs> i'm just like yeah okay cool this is a different kind of joker than what we've seen before this is a different kind of lex Luthor than what we've seen before this is a different kind of like you know superman batman story than we've seen before um so like you know kudos to that but i don't know i just wish overall the executions were just a touch better yeah yeah you know?
1: okay i'm gonna drift us away from characters a little bit here and let's look forward in the DCEU the other films that are currently in production at least at DC are Wonder Woman 1984 and Joker um, mm-hmm. what are you guys' impressions of what you've seen from those so far are you excited
2: I was initially in the camp of like oh there's there's a standalone Joker movie and it's like a, it's a completely different actor and full disclosure I've never seen Joaquin Phoenix in anything. I've never seen any of his movies because I don't watch movies apparently. Um, (laughs) But like, in I've had the opportunity, but now I'm in so deep that I just kind of like saying like, nope, I've never seen him in anything. And I, maybe Joker will be the first one, but I, I was super skeptical. And I was like, there's no point. There's no reason. Why are they even doing this? But then when they released that kind of like test footage teaser thing, I was like, whoa, I really like the tone of this. It's so different and so weird and so interesting uh, that I immediately became on board for this movie. I'm
1: exactly in the same spot as you, except that um, I had seen Joaquin Phoenix in lots of movies. (laughs) And really really dislike him (laughs) except (laughs) except for probably one film which was signs i really liked him in signs but other than that he bugs me his um he comes across as sort of like the pretentious actor which bugs me and Mm. you know he's kind of got that sort of uh um oh my gosh how do you forget the name of the most famous wacky comedian that jim carrey played andy oh kaufman Andy kaufman oh my gosh yeah my brain is broken. <laughs> he's kind of got that Andy Kaufman vibe, but almost like it's forced. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's just always rubbed me the wrong way. But I'm right mm-hmm. there with you, Scott. When that test footage came out, I was like, "Well, that's fantastic." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm super on board with both Woman
0: Wonder Woman '84, 1984, and Joker. I think they. Yeah. I think that they both look really interesting. I think by by setting Wonder Woman '1984' in the '80s. Uh, it gives a it gives it that little extra edge that seems like it's added fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, given what uh, Patty Jenkins has done, and given what she and what Gal Gadot has given uh, gave us with Wonder Woman the first time around, um, I it'd be almost impossible for me not to be
1: excited. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Um, My favorite oh, thing yeah. about it is how they just straight up blew the reveal that steve trevor is in it (laughs) yeah because we all knew you know it's like why keep that quiet just blow it and let it out there we know i mean
2: the the chemistry between the two of them in the first movie was just electric it was so good uh that it would be a mistake not to not to bring him back even just for a little bit and yeah, I I'm so excited for for this movie. I love the time jump to the the 80s. It, it's so it's it's such a big time jump too cuz like I was expecting them to maybe go a couple years, like maybe a decade or two, but they're just like nope, how about like <laughs> how about 40 50 years? plus years. Yeah, like it's crazy. <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, okay, neat." Um and but yeah, I mean, seeing all the different uh like, just that era. I feel like that's just going to be a really interesting place to, to set a uh, a superhero, like a Wonder Woman movie. That just sounds that sounds cool. It, yeah. Again, it, it just, like, falls under the, the umbrella of, that just looks and sounds interesting. I'm on board. Let's see how it turns out. Yeah.
1: And I love that they didn't just default to modern day. Yeah, yeah totally. cause it Because it feels like a lot of these types of things might have done that. Like, okay, we gave you the origin. Now let's see her... Today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. there's like this whole decades span in between and it's like, no, let's look there first.
2: I love there's that. There's so many stories that that are in there, and I'm glad that they're diving into that into that well and just saying like, you know what? Before she showed up in Batman v Superman, you know, what else happened? Yeah. Let's explore that.
0: I also love that the fact that Batman Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, that was Zack Snyder exploring what happens when you put one of these superheroes in the modern day when we're all skeptics now, instead of in the fifties and sixties, yeah. where it's kinda like, we accept anything? That's at least our perception of yeah. the fifties and sixties, right? Mm-hmm. But so them saying, Yeah, we've already seen that. So we're just gonna go
2: ahead and put her in the
0: eighties, like that's brilliant.
2: Yeah. Oh man. Do you do you think that they're gonna do little teases like maybe she she runs into like a little Bruce Wayne or something like that? <laughs> maybe. That would be that'd be really funny, actually.
1: I would love to see her... Because I guess if you go back into Wonder Woman's canon over the years and all the comics and stuff like that, I think you're going to find a lot of villains that we have no idea about nowadays. Yeah, true. <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of misfires that they just set aside and haven't gone back to. Yeah. yeah. It would be fun to have some little Easter eggs like that. Like oh, yeah. some of those characters that people thought were cool in the 80s but yeah. don't anymore, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, and Kristen
0: Wiig is still the still signed up as Cheetah. Yeah, which is super exciting. Yeah,
2: I I love her, and I'm so excited to what she could bring to that role, especially because, like the the thing that separates Wonder Woman uh, out from a lot of the other superheroes of the time, like when she first came out in in the 40s, um, was that. You know, Batman and Superman would beat people up, sometimes kill them if you're early golden age Batman, uh, or just immediately like take them to jail or whatever. Um, but Wonder Woman, what she would do, especially with uh, characters like Cheetah or anyone else, um, like villains that she would face, is... She would, like, try to help them, try to make them not be a villain anymore. And I think that would be such a fun angle to take with this movie. It's not just like, oh, here's a villain you have to stop and defeat and, you know, whatever. But it's more just like, let me help you. Let me see what I can do to try and make it so you don't have to be a villain anymore. And I think that would just make – it's what made Wonder Woman stand out back in the day. I think it it would be fun to see modern day, something like that.
0: Yeah, totally. I kind of, this might be a controversial opinion because I love Kristen Wiig as well. I kind of hope, I think that Kristen Wiig is a phenomenal actress and doesn't need to rely on comedy to be a phenomenal actress. And so I kind of hope that she does not go comedic with the role.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It would be nice to see her, the comedic side of her only come through as a way of sort of unhinging the character. Yeah, exactly. That would be good. Um, Let me rifle through a list of other films that Warner Brothers has in development for DC.
2: Okay, can I just say really quickly, when you sent this list over, I was like, are you sure? Are you sure all of these are happening? No,
1: no, I'm not sure all of these are happening. I'm sure that these are all in development with air quotes flying high.
2: Yeah, yeah, huge air quotes. Yes,
1: so here's the list. The Batman... Cyborg, Birds of Prey. I don't know why I'm counting my fingers off, I'm gonna run out of fingers. The <laughs> Batman, Cyborg, Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad 2, The Flash, Batgirl, Nightwing, Justice League Dark, Deathstroke, Black Adam, Lobo. At this point, Jay's like, I don't even know who these people are anymore. The New Gods. <laughs> you threw me under the bus, I know these people. Okay, good. Gotham City Sirens, Supergirl, and not one, but two more Joker-centric films, including one with Jared Leto, and one that is essentially a Joker and Harley rom-com.
2: Ah, see, I knew all of them until you said Joker, and I don't know who that character is. Have they ever done him <laughs> in a film so. before? No, not yet. Know. Not yet. Oh
1: man. Um. Obviously, not all of these are going to get made because not no. all of the films that we heard about up until now got made. Mm-mm. Um. Warner Brothers obviously likes to sort of shoot their mouth off a little bit about what might be coming in the future test the water so to speak and not live up to it too well but which of these do you guys think they actually should make which of these would you actually want to see
2: i would love to see birds of prey
1: i think that one might be the closest to a reality out of any of these i
2: think so too because they've
1: actually done some casting
2: yes that's right they have i forgot about that yeah so that makes me even more excited for it yeah i don't know i like i like the idea of because dc's tried to do teams twice now with with justice league and suicide squad and neither one of those really like knocked it out of the park um but like trying again and hopefully with a with the threat that isn't gonna be world ending, because that was like my biggest issue with Suicide Squad, is these are not characters who are fit to like save the world. Yeah. Why are you calling on them? But like, yeah, again, like keep it kind of low, low to the ground sort of a threat, and uh bring in some really interesting side characters who we've never seen on on screen before, I think that would be super cool.
1: And Suicide Squad continued the very strange trend of Visualizing the end of the world with glowing de- debris floating around <laughs> yeah. in a circle in the sky. Yeah, particularly like around a laser. Exactly. What should we do with this <laughs> end scene? <laughs> Guys, I've got it. <laughs> Wait a second. Halo of garbage.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Giant laser beam. Yes. Where have I seen that before? Never. Uh, so I'll go through them really quick. Uh, I'm in for the Batman. I'm not sure about Cyborgs. Yeah, Matt Reeves is making the Batman. Yeah. I'm in for anything Matt Reeves does. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Not sure about Cyborg. Super I down for Birds of Bird Prey. I hadn't heard of yeah. the Cyborg one either. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and that's, that's one of the ones that's kind of hung on a little bit. You know, when they had Justice League coming out, they had plotted every, every member of the Justice right. League's films out. Flashes yeah. was going to be Flashpoint, which oh, they've yeah. since right. thrown that out and said, no, it's just a Flash movie. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. I feel
2: like that, that'd be too confusing for the very first Flash movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm super down for Birds of Prey.
0: Uh, Suicide Squad 2, I'll say that I'm in if they let um, David Ayer come back and do whatever he wants to do, and yeah, not mess with that. it, and not touch it. So I'd be down for that. Um, I'm down for The Flash, although maybe a, a, only a little bit more than a Cyborg movie. Um Down for Batgirl, super down for Nightwing, be really interested in Justice League Dark. Uh, Basically, I don't know Deathstroke that well, but Mm -hmm. you've told me a lot about him and said he's awesome, so I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, Black Adam, I'm not that interested in. Yeah. Lobo, I am interested in. Really? Yeah. Depending on how you cast it and how you do it, yes. If it's done like... I would want it to be done like The Crow. Okay. Something in that... Nature would get me on board with that.
2: I I just saw something earlier on Twitter that was like, Jason Momoa would be a great Lobo. I was just thinking that. (laughs) I'm like, come on. (laughs) This is the Ryan Reynolds problem. We can't just cast the same actors to be all these superheroes. (laughs) It's
1: true.
0: It's so true. I'm not sure about the new gods. I am super down for Gotham City Sirens. Okay. Yeah. Um basically just the villain version of Birds of Prey exactly,
2: yeah, I was say, yeah, exactly. Do, do one movie <laughs> of each and then a big crossover versus movie and isn't, up,
1: yes. isn't Harley That'd in awesome. Birds of Prey am I making that up I'm gonna look it up I feel like she Though, is in
2: the movie I don't know I, feel, I was gonna ask if uh, if Batgirl was because if she's getting yeah Margot Robbie
1: is in Birds of Prey that's awesome oh, wow. she's playing Harley Quinn Mary Elizabeth that's Winstead fun. is playing the Huntress yes ewan mcgregor is playing the black mask that could be freaking incredible
2: oh i love that well i was hoping for black mask for um for not the batman but like a following Batman because like you know i i one of my favorite batman stories is uh under the red hood yes yes with with black mask as one of the main villain guys and uh yeah, I think that would be that, – that story would be fun to see. Um, they've certainly teased it enough in the <laughs> DC universe so I far. know.
1: I'm just so happy that they're finally using that character. Yeah. I with you. Oh, yeah. There's also a character in this one that I'm – I don't know how they'll treat her in the movie, but I'm super excited to see it, which is Cassandra Cain, mm. Who Ooh. who is Batgirl. Mm. So, yes. Because, you know, Barbara Gordon was shot by the Joker mm. in The Killing Joke, so she was Oracle for so long she wasn't Batgirl. Mm -hmm. um cassandra kane was sort of her successor and when she first started she was mute right like she never talked Mm -hmm. she was entirely covered from head to toe you couldn't see her face you had no idea what she looked like like she was super mysterious Mm. and and then as you know as it goes on you learn more about her she's like the daughter of this crazy assassin and Mm.
2: i was gonna say she's the one who's like the best fighter yeah ever right yeah okay cool and she's a
1: really interesting sort of tragic character so i'm excited that they're putting her in a movie
2: Hmm. yeah oh that's exciting yeah this is what i want I, i want more of them exploring these uh lesser known characters and like bringing them to the public's attention and saying like Yeah, I know you know us mostly from Batman and Superman, but like, check out all of these great people. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Okay. just, Just to round it out. Yes, sorry. I'm only
0: down for a Jared Leto Joker movie if he writes, directs, and stars in it. Ooh. I want to give him as much <laughs> oh control God, of that give as 30 everything. seconds to Mars does the soundtrack. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only because I feel like he's going to be committed to whatever he does, because he's super committed to whatever he does. And he's awesome yeah. when, he, when he's committed to it in a way that makes sense for the film. But I don't want anyone else messing around with it. It's like, dude, the guy's super committed, just let him do it. Let him do whatever he wants.
2: That would be interesting. Yeah. That would be so interesting. If they were just like, here's a lot of money. Just it doesn't have to be a lot of money, but like here's some money. Go and make a Joker movie. Come see us when it's done, and then we'll, be we'll awesome. promote it. Be awesome. I would love that. Are you kidding yeah, me?
0: It'd be the best. Anyways, then the last one, the rom com, the Joker Harley rom com. I'm so not in for that. Yeah, that's the last thing I want to see. Yeah, doesn't sound interesting to it's me so at weird. all. Yeah, super yeah. weird.
2: Like if they play it like a straight rom com, then I'm like, this is. I don't get it. It's not for me. (laughs) Right, right, right. But, like, if it was supposed to be, like, some sort of weird, like, thriller psychological twist on a rom-com then like maybe I could get into that but I don't know like just if it's just like a oh here's this a rom-com but with Joker and Harley I feel like that's the last thing I want <laughs> is to be like yeah you know the uh, the abusive relationship between Joker and Harley it's totally normal just a typical <laughs> rom-com couple Exactly exactly yeah. that's the best oh.
0: way of describing it
1: Okay, let me rifle through real quick. Okay. I already said the Batman, I'm way in for that. Handing Matt Reeves the Batman makes me so happy. My biggest hope for it is that it has absolutely nothing to do with anything that's come before. Right. I don't want Ben Affleck anywhere near it. I want. (laughs) And not that I don't like Ben Affleck as Batman. I do. He can show up again as Batman somewhere else. That's fine. I want Matt Reeves. It's the worlds of DC. Exactly. <laughs> As we Multiverse, right? Yeah, that's right. that's right. I want Matt Reeves to have complete control over this film because that's when he does his best work. Mm-hmm. Cyborg, don't care. Birds of Prey, I'm, I agree, I'm excited about that. Suicide Squad, um, I, I can kind of see your David Ayer thing, yeah. but at the end of the day, I just want a Deadshot movie. Yeah. I don't really care about the rest of them. The Flash, this is my weirdest answer. I would love a Flash movie. I don't want ezra miller anywhere near it Mm. um Mm. i have grown to like him as an actor in the fantastic beast franchise i think he's fantastic Mm -hmm. beast yeah (laughs) but um i want them to live into this whole weird freaky multiverse thing and let grant gustin play the flash in a well-made well-written well-directed movie there you that's go. Exciting. That's what I want. Don't have to bring anybody else along with him. You don't need any of the other characters. <laughs> I don't care how you do it, but I want to see Grant Gustin written really well as The Flash. Alright. Uh Batgirl, yeah, Whatever. Nightwing, that's my favorite character of all time. Of course I'm in for a good version of that. I figured. But I'm very happy with what Titans is giving me right now, so whatever. Justice League Dark, um yeah, maybe. Deathstroke, for sure. Black Adam, don't care. Lobo, (laughs) really don't care. (laughs) I don't like that character at all. (laughs) The New Gods um, could be really interesting, especially if Ava DuVernay is still attached to make it. I'd be really excited about that. That's
2: right, I forgot about that.
1: Gotham City Sirens, I don't really care. Supergirl, I must say I also don't really care. And I don't ever want... See Jared Leto. My favorite. Is that I don't ever want to see Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> period. My, period? <laughs> ever, Jared Leto. period. ever again. <laughs> my favorite thing yeah. that Jared Leto does is 30 Seconds to Mars. I'm going to be honest.
0: Really? Yes. So you, you didn't like him in uh, Blade Runner
2: 2049? It was fine. Oh, I thought he was I great. D- I, I thought you were going to say my favorite thing Jared Leto-, Leto does is when he's not in things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I almost
1: said my favorite thing Jared Leto did is get all bloodied up and got his ass kicked in the fight club. I mean, <laughs> oh, I forgot he was, was entertaining. I forgot he was in that, yeah. That's fair. But uh, I just – I don't know. He rubs me the wrong way. I His Joker was all right, but um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker looks way more interesting. Looks so cool. And let's just – why do we care so much about the Joker? Why do we need so many takes on the damn yeah. freaking Joker? Yeah.
2: Like, like I, if they want it, cause like there's that rumor or whatever where they're just like, Oh, they're setting up the three Jokers thing just like from the comics. But it's like, that is such a weird, like, Casual moviegoers aren't going to care about <laughs> right, that. Right. They're going to be way more confused about that than anything. And that's
1: barely come to fruition in the comics too. Right. Like It's Dude, only an it's idea. Such a They're new development. Yeah. yeah. So yeah,
2: I think that's silly. If I had to run through the list really quickly, I would say I'm also super excited for a Batman movie that like is good again i would like that please <laughs> um cyborg yeah didn't really care too much about him in justice league i th- maybe if they wrote him well it would be it'd be i don't know it'd be cool to see kind of like a that a take on like a you know what's me and what's technology and you know like a take on personhood and like i i, de- I don't know i i'm thinking philosophical ideas i do cool like to that, explore yeah. that yeah terminator 2 um, sure. um yeah like uh and birds of prey obviously suicide squad 2 don't really care too much uh the flash i would be way more interested in if we if we take the flash and then gotham city sirens and just kind of put those in a blender i would love to do a rogues gallery movie instead <laughs> and it would be like a heist film like a super villain heist film i think that would be a ton of fun yeah um i think that's what suicide squad was trying to be like you know like oh you get the squad together and everyone has all their unique abilities and we have to send them in to go get a thing but i think it would be cool to be like you know here's captain cole and here's weather wizard and here's you know all these people who are just thieves and they're going out to steal a thing and maybe flash could be there but he's more just like a background character in in the world that they know of it would but... be
1: funny if he wasn't even cast and all he ever was was this occasional red blur that ruins <laughs> what they're that. trying to do and they're are you like kidding me? I <laughs> love that." <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, Batgirl, I'd much rather see her on a team, Birds of Prey style, uh, Nightwing, you know, sure. Justice League Dark, I feel like that, is that still, I remember hearing about that ages ago. Is that, that still clinging on? I, well,
1: you know, all of these are still yeah. clinging on. on, but if you think about <laughs> that imagery, like, it's not a good thing. <laughs>
2: so. Yeah, well same with like Black Adam, because I'm pretty sure The Rock was cast like ages, yeah, and, yeah, ages yeah. and ages and yeah. ages ago. Uh, but yeah, all the rest of these, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are there any like Supergirl?
2: It, I, I just can't get. Like, I love Melissa Benoist so much on the TV yeah. show that like I can't picture anyone else as Supergirl. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, is there anything missing from this list? Is there anything you guys think they should do that they're not? They've never even talked about. Mm. I don't know why I don't have Green Lantern Corps on this list. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's happening. My bad. It's not exhaustive. <laughs>
2: I would love a really great Green Lantern hey, movie. Hey, there you go. And and to discuss how we would make Green Lantern <laughs> better, go check out. <laughs> That's right. I just want to promote all the previous episodes. <laughs> on. Do it. Uh, no, I would love, uh, like I said, a, ro- a Rogues Gallery movie would be really fun uh, to me. I don't know. I like teams of uh like lesser known characters. Cause then you get a bigger spotlight on all these other characters all at once that yeah, I think it's almost kind of safer, like for them to do it that way. Cause like you could do like, um, you know, a bat girl movie and that would be fine, but I bet it would be better to also bring in side characters with like Birds of Prey. Like, uh, that's why I'm just saying like the team, the team movies sound like a smarter business idea Mm -hmm. and just more fun for the audience, I think. So that's what I I mean, even with the Green Lantern Corps, it's called the Green Lantern Corps. So you know, you're gonna get a lot of characters. in. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I want, that I always want and will always want until it happens (laughs) is a movie centering on the Bat Family. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, tell me a good story that involves Bruce Wayne, Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake. I don't need Damian Wayne so much, but. Charlie <laughs> <laughs> uh, as Give me some Damien Alfred. Wayne. Give me some Gordon. You know, like, yeah. tell me. I love those characters. I love their interactions. And we get a little bit of it here and there. Um, I, say, I mentioned Titans before. I feel like Titans is giving us a little bit of it right now. There's some good representations of it in animation. But I just really want a very well-told Bat Family story. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let Scott Snyder write it, and it's done. I mean, come on. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> Scott Snyder is amazing. Please, please. Um. Let's okay. Let's move away from the future a little bit here. Obviously, these films seem to take a ton of fan criticism, and I think this is going to be the hardest part to avoid breaking our rule here. But <laughs> let's try to do it. Do you think? All of the criticism on the DCEU is fair. Do you think they're as bad as people seem to think they are? Do you think they are improving?
2: Yeah, I think they're improving. I think, I think, um, you know, the DC movies started very stylized because Snyder's, Snyder's a very stylized um, way of, of shooting movies. And the colors and the look. Um, but I think they're slowly each developing their own identity as, as they're trying to, I feel like they're trying to move away from this idea of a connected universe. And they're just trying to be like, let's just tell a really good story with these characters. And seeing like the Aquaman trailers, I couldn't tell, ta- I, I wouldn't believe that that movie exists in the same universe as like Batman v Superman. It looks so like different it looks fun and funny and bright and colorful and um and so i think they're i think that they're taking a lot of the criticisms to heart and trying to be like okay well let's change this up let's do this differently let's give more creative freedom to the people who are actually telling these stories and not just try and you know shove everything into one big overarching story sort of a thing but yeah, I think, I think they're improving. I, I hope, I hope. They're
0: improving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still holding my breath on whether or not they're improving. I don't know that for a fact, but I will say this. I think that the fans have been fair in their criticism, but I think the fans have been criticizing the wrong things. Hmm. I think that generally speaking, when fans get upset, they have a very strong emotional response. And they look for uh, logical reasons without being storytellers for why they would be having this emotional response, but because they're not storytellers, they don't understand what DC has been doing in the stories that upset them. So instead they go, well, it's, it's like, it's like I've, I've worked with so many graphic designers over the years, everyone thinks they can be a graphic designer. Right, but there are people trained mm. to do graphic design. So when a, when mm. when a person who doesn't know graphic design talks to a graphic designer and says, "Well, no, this isn't right," or "No, this isn't right," a graphic designer can sit there and go, "Like, well, I don't know what you're describing, but you're not describing the design. You're describing something else." Yeah, that's what I feel like is going on with the DC fans, or even the DC non-fans, and the way that they critique movies. You, I don't think it's, I don't think it is. Um, I don't think it makes sense to say, "Oh, well, they're too dark." Well, no, because you loved the Nolan trilogy, which was the darkest films that we've seen. Yeah, Uh, a lot of people love the Crow; that's super dark. Um, You could, you could. So, a lot of the criticisms that are given to DC, I actually think are are not the appropriate criticisms of DC. The reality with DC is they have not been consistent with narratives that make sense all the way through the films Mm -hmm. and that's the problem. You can't, you can't, so you, you talked about it already. Man of steel is phenomenal until what happens until. There is a, there are logical fallacies yeah. to the storytelling mm-hmm. that you go, oh, I I left that movie feeling odd and why the, why is why did you feel odd? Well, you felt odd because there was this giant superhero battle and then this very intimate moment where Superman makes a choice and you're like, but wait a second, I feel odd about that. So I must not like God battles. No, guess what? That's not what you don't like. You don't like the the way that the don't like story unfolded. Story exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I think that the problem has been with the criticisms is that people have gr- they have grasped onto things that were different from other films and went, oh, that must be what I don't like. It's different from that film, um, and that's what I think is the problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're definitely none of them are perfect. Some of them are closer than others. Wonder yeah, Woman. Wonder Woman's closer. Yeah. None of them are perfect, and some of them are vastly far away from perfect. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, But I really think that they would get more of a fair shake if we could eliminate one word from the English language. Yeah. And that word is definitive. Uh. <laughs> because everybody is looking for their definitive version of their character. Yeah. And that is yeah. an impossible target. Yeah. First of all, it's different for everybody. Yeah. There's a thousand versions in the comic books. Yeah. And I'm just like, why can't we embrace versioning in our films yeah. like we embrace it in our comics? Right.
2: No, but that's what makes sorry, yeah. Yeah, and I mean
1: nobody read Sean Murphy's Batman White Knight and thought, "Oh, that's not my Batman. That's stupid." <laughs> they thought, "That's awesome. That's a great story. Totally right. different take. I love it." Right. Why can't we well, look at a movie that way? Yeah.
2: That's what's so that that's kind of like the the big point that I, I feel like Maybe it's just me, but I feel like I'm I'm getting the same vibe from you guys as well is like exploring beyond uh like characters beyond what they've already given us a bunch of cuz like Batman is great and I love Batman but uh there are so many people who will always complain about like, this isn't the Batman that I know. Like we had Lego Batman movie like last (laughs) year and that was a great Batman movie. Like Adam West's Batman is amazing. And there's so many different versions in the comics and cartoons and, you know, TV shows. And I like the idea of them exploring other characters that haven't had their time in the spotlight yet, because then you, you, allow the writers and directors and creative people to carve out their own path with these characters and say like the the public consciousness isn't quite aware of this character yet but we're going to do something fun and we're going to uh just make something that we want to make and if it resonates with people then great and if it doesn't then whatever and I think you, you're you allowed to get away with a lot more liberties when people don't know, like when people aren't like super attached to 75 plus years of Superman or something like that. You know, if they're just like, oh, who's this character? I, I think I just saw the other day that they were trying to do like a Plastic Man movie too. So it's just like, can you imagine oh, doing yeah. that sort of a thing? Who said
1: Ben Schwartz said he wanted to be in that? Oh my God, <laughs> I would love Ben Schwartz's Plastic be Man. Amazing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and i would want him to improv the majority of that movie
2: (laughs) absolutely and you you do that and it's so different and we haven't seen anything like it and you're allowed to just play around with it it's literally the character's plastic at that point (laughs) literally and figuratively because you can just mold it into whatever you want it to be and i think that makes for for better stories and I, you're yeah, like you're allowed to do more of that when it's a smaller character.
1: Is Ben Schwartz the dude from Parks and Rec? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I think of him as the dude from Comedy Bang Bang because I never watched Parks and Rec, oh, but I okay. listened to a lot of Comedy Bang Bang. And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So funny, I that? think of him
2: as the guy from DuckTales. Hey, There you go. <laughs> so there you go. Good job, gang. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. I mean, I just want us to embrace versioning. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we can criticize yeah. films. All our li- we've been criticizing films forever that's fine like yeah. people make a living doing that that's not a problem you can do that yeah but stop expecting some person who you've never met yeah to magically stumble upon to your perfect vision of a comic book that you've spent your whole life reading well besides it's just not gonna we happen will buy into any
0: version of something if it if it serves the narrative that the storytellers are trying to tell and it's a good strong narrative yeah if the storytellers give us a reason why the thing is there and why it's supposed to be there everyone goes along with it the only time that happens is when you subvert your own narrative by doing something that throws everybody off with the story and i know that we're going to get into that in the aftercast because when we start comparing this to, to other Nothing? film yeah Nothing. other no, producers no. of films um <laughs> i can't
2: imagine what we could possibly compare what could so. we
0: compare it to uh i think that you know then we'll start to see what some of those things look like and why they're subverting their narratives
1: well then i think that's where we should go to me that sounds like a good spot to wrap this up yeah sounds and good to me. say if you guys want to hear us compare this to some other franchise we'll try and think of one before we do the aftercast yeah Mm-hmm. then go listen I'm to thinking the aftertaste. I'm <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> well, that's it for today's show. Special thanks to Scott Nicewander for joining us today. As we said earlier, please head on over to YouTube, search for NerdSync, and check out what Scott is doing. If you love superheroes, he is producing great content for you.
0: Yeah, and then also head over to thestorygeeks.com. You do not want to miss our aftercast because you can't talk about DC without talking about what the MCU is also doing.
1: Well, you can. We di- We just did it. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to go the extra step of comparing them. That's right. Yep, and if you support us on Patreon, not only do you get access to that aftercast, but you get all of our past ones, all of our future ones. It's always a fun thing because we take a different angle on things in that show and you don't get it anywhere else. So for more information on that and all of our other premium content, head over to thestorygeeks.com.
0: If you enjoyed today's show or any of the Story Geeks podcasts, please share our show with a geek friend.
1: Thanks for listening, and as always, question everything in your favorite geek stories. And always seek the truth.